Hello and welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frushek, and I am joined today by Allegra Frank. Hello. And Chris Plant. Hello. Hello. Oh, too scary. A little clue. Way too scary. I I wanted to invite these two because they are troublemakers, and we are back for a new season of the History of Fun, and we are starting with a very troublemaking evening. I resent that, first of all. I've always been called a very good, well-mannered, polite girl. You literally got to the heart of all of Allegra's anxiety (laughs) with a single goof and didn't know it. You literally (laughs) hoisted with her own petard. (laughs) I'm a (laughs) 4.0 student, Russ. Do you, I feel like Allegra would be like, she'd show up after graffiti, graffiti was on the wall and she'd be cleaning it off. And then the cops would show up. You'd be like, hey, did you do that? And you'd freak out. <laughs> when I'd she read like, yes, Thomas I did. Sawyer, she actually got stressed. She was like, why doesn't he want to paint? That's what he's supposed to do. It's his fence. What do you mean that he, he sewed on his button? He should have never taken the button off. <laughs> Okay, today uh, we, we are starting this brand new season with a very interesting theme. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be exploring holiday traditions um, during this uh, latter half of 2018. And uh, we're going to start today with a very interesting holiday tradition that I don't know that everyone is aware of. Mm. Uh, on Twitter, people were not aware of it. But I, I wanted to talk a little bit about something called Devil's Night. It's also called Mischief Night and a few other names I'm going to get into in a second. Now, I... What? I think... Here's where I think I remember this from. Do you remember that New York Times survey where it was like, we can figure out where you're from down to, like, your neighborhood? Oh, yeah. You put in... You write in, like, how do you pronounce bagel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, 20 questions. And I think one of them involves Devil's Night. And it that placed makes sense. you in like a certain area in like the the Atlantic Northeast area. Yeah. Wait, but Russ and I are from like the same area and I have no freaking clue what this is. Oh, so you're just too nice and pure. Is <laughs> That's all probably is why. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. So, so for those that are not aware, Devil's Night takes place, at least in the U.S., takes place on October 30th, the evening of October 30th. And the idea is it's basically a night of troublemaking, a night of mischief. And that's why it's also called Mischief Night. Um, I spoke to uh, Chris Grant of Polygon fame, uh, who confirmed that he indeed, growing up, called it Mischief Night and even named his current cat Chief. Misch- uh, Chief is short for mischief because <gasps> they found the cat on October 30th. Aww. Um, so, Plant, did you have this in uh, Ohio, in the wilds of Ohio growing up? Oh, interesting, because I didn't grow up there. Oh, yeah, Missouri, Missouri. <laughs> Whatever, they're next to each other. Wow. No, I spent a lot of time in Ohio, so close. I get confused because you love the Buckeyes. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. In, in neither of these places did I know of or participate in such a vulgar holiday. Really? You didn't even know? N- Mischief Night? No. It's, it doesn't ring any bell. Maybe you have a, a, a wacky Missouri here's, name for it. Here, here's maybe my crackpot theory. And spoilers, we'll be doing an episode on trick-or-treating. I think this might be like a Protestant thing. <laughs> and, and trick-or-treating's origins are more of a Catholic thing. 
uh and like and, and this is in like a it comes from like a regional protestant area where like trick-or-treating's origins are often in catholic areas okay interesting interesting i i do have some origins of like where this kind of came from um the earliest that i've found uh the the night was not called mischief night it wasn't called devil's night it was called cabbage night Mm. Any guesses okay. why it would be called Cabbage Night? So I'm about to be disproven, is what you're saying to me. <laughs> I, unclear, because I'm not entirely sure of the uh, demographic breakdown of Scotland. <laughs> sure, sure. But it does seem to come from Scotland. Uh, okay. Cabbage Night. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to guess. Yes. I think people... So I, th- I think what little I do know about this tradition is it involves throwing food. Oh, so you know about this. That's You're playing all I know. dumb, but like you clearly know. First of all, one, I always play dumb, so I resent that. <laughs> Two, <laughs> uh, I'm just making an assumption, well-educated, being that I am a good student here, and I'm going uh. to assume that people would throw cabbages. Okay, wait, interesting. Wait, 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 wait. I, can we just underline that you just made a really sad commentary on institutionalized misogyny? <laughs> 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 This is getting very heady. Yes, so For, they did in- to play dumb. This is horrible. <laughs> I they, feel they did indeed uh, throw throw food, throw cabbages. The origin, speaking of misogyny, the origins actually. So apparently in Scotland, um, young girls would pull cabbages out of the ground and examine them, and from how they looked, they'd be able to div- divine the qualities of their future husbands. And that's interesting. I'm surprised it's their future husbands and not their babies. That feels like more of like a baby thing, right? I think that's yams would be babies. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So so these are cabbages. And then basically what would happen is they'd they'd pull the cabbages out and then they'd look at them and be like, oh, okay, doctor, I don't know. (laughs) And then uh, uh, they'd they'd have this cabbage and they'd just throw the cabbage because generally they were like bad cabbages. So one other strange thing here. Uh, I'm surprised this isn't French because, like, your little love in French is mon petit chou, which is, like, your little cabbage. Really? Yeah. So I, I feel like it would be more like, it feels like a French thing, mm. but uh, who knows? You know, like, language, that's all. That's all time, I have. Time Magazine says that. it's from Scotland, so what can uh, I tell no, you? No, I, I, I trust time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, in case you're not aware obviously so it was in scotland it's not just in the u.s and actually when it first started out it wasn't the night before halloween it was actually the day before may day Mm -hmm. uh and this was um in uh britain and it was often involved kids doing pranks um stealing or switching shop and road signs hilarious (laughs) oh and my favorite overturning tubs of water because got (laughs) them that water's everywhere (laughs) There's Got no em. putting that water back. Um, <laughs> since then, it's sort of evolved. So during the late 19th century, Mischief Night um, was generally the night before Guy Fawkes Day, um, a, a night certainly celebrating another kind of mischief. Can you remember what Parliament, day that is? Uh, the 5th of November. Because mm-hmm. there's a whole rhyme about it. There That's is, how yeah. I remember. Yeah. So, so Mischief <laughs> Night was on uh, November 4th in... in uh, uh, England for a, a while, um, and it's actually got a number of names tied to it there, which I re- really appreciated. 
So very British names. We're talking mischievous night. Sure, not one for brevity. We also got Chivas Knight. Chivas. I guess I should be saying these with a British accent. Miggy Knight. Tic Tac Knight. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need to do what you just said. Please yeah. start back from the beginning. Okay. And do this as Ringo Starr. Yeah, because okay. I'm not understanding what you're saying because I think it only makes sense if you say it in a British, uh, yeah, British accent. Okay, understood. Mm-hmm. Mischievous Knight. Oi. Okay. Uh-huh. Golf. Sure, sure. Chivas Knight. Uh-huh. I'm going to get some chips for Chivas Knight and throw uh-huh. them down the lift. I can feel all the extra use that I don't need. Miggy Knight. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible that. So I don't know the origins of Miggy Knight, but I'm a little worried it has racist connotations. <laughs> I'm going to assume that it doesn't. For, for uh, Let's all hope. Uh, Tic Tac Knight. Corn Knight. Corn. <laughs> trick, trick Knight. Pretty obvious. Trick Knight. Yep. And then the last one Shit definitely Knight. is racist, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Good old England. Uh, suffice it to say, it involves the Irish people and seems probably pretty pretty racist. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, in as as late as 1885, uh, we have a uh, a quote here from the Lancashire Bulletin, which noted that uh, as part of the pranks, the youth. The youths take upon themselves to remove many of the gates belonging to private residents. They seem to glory in the sport and appear to think they have a perfect right to do so through custom. Mm. So even at this point, the custom is so established <clears throat> that they are free to do these things. And they're like, yeah, whatever. It's, it's the night to do mischief. Wait, so all the adults basically mm. are on the same page with the kids, basically being like, eh, it's... Miggy night or whatever. Kids just do whatever they want. They can break into our houses. It's fine. Like, did the adults have any reaction to this? Yeah, I mean, everyone seems pretty perturbed and annoyed by it, but Mm. they seem to Mm. say, like, well, that's kids being kids. But the impression is that, like, the kids feel like it's their duty to do it, and the adults have to, like, roll their eyes, which generally has been the case still today. It's, (laughs) It's still kind of a pain in the butt. Um, and no one really likes it, but it's just something that kind of happens unless you live a sheltered existence. <laughs> um, so once it came to the U.S., um, it was very popular and very quickly moved to October 30th, probably mostly because um, no one knows what Guy Fox Day is here. I just like the idea of them consolidating their trouble. It's like, <laughs> oh, let's just put it close to Halloween. We can keep all the cops on shift. Makes I mean, sense. it makes sense because you're like, it's like a Bacchanal, right? You only, you go ham it for a very short spirit, a period of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. What? But very different because it involves children and Bacchanals <laughs> don't. Well, I'm just saying, mostly it was about boozing. There might sure, have sure. been okay, other okay. things as well, but that's a fair, fair note, fair note. Um, in a 1937 article, uh, this is by the Boston Globe, uh, kids were seen ringing false alarms, <laughs> setting fires, breaking windows, and in general doing their best to annoy people. Again, this was obviously written by an adult, so you can kind of get the tone of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that year, <laughs> there was actually a battle between multiple kids who would uh, grab vegetables and fruits and mm. throw them at one another. And reminder, this is in Boston, so it was called the Battle of the Charles but honestly, if this were to appear anywhere, Boston would have been my guess because <laughs> it fits well with the Boston uh, milieu. It kind of bums me out that kids are choosing the one day where they can all like 
gather together and share in destroying adults by turning against each other and pelting each other with fruit. I mean, honestly, like when I think back to like my time during like growing up, I remember being very scared of this night because I'd hear about troublemakers walking, you know, going around. Mm. And even the, the house next door to me got egged, which is very bad because I don't even know what you how do you get egg out of paint? Can you wash it? Mm. Not if you don't repaint, see it for a couple right? days. And if it's dark yeah. out that night, you won't see it. Yeah, the acid just rips it right out of the cu- the paint. Decolors. Does it? I don't know. It seems like wait, eggs have happen. acid in them. What? They must have something in them, right? Yeah, strong probably. acid, a strong base. Well, suffice it to say that the know. house that did Science. get egged had that stain on the house for years mm, afterwards. See, I I feel vindicated. It's right, the acid because the because the, the chicken acid that really mm-hmm. just eats through that house. Uh, yeah, it made me kind of startled and scared to. Like, go outside that night and, like, I, I don't know. We, we lived in a you. pretty safe neighborhood, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. When kids are young, I feel like they, they focus on, they, like, have no frame of reference of, like, true risk mm-hmm. and, like, what the potential for situations is. So even things that are very small and unlikely and relatively safe seem, like, very dangerous because you don't know. You've never experienced this before. I like that what you're saying is, I, I think you were talking about the uh, mischief makers here. And it was like, oh, you don't understand risk or like how much it costs to paint a house. So you cause trouble. But where the story actually went was you don't know just how bad it could be. So <laughs> right. you hide in your house and you play Chrono Trigger for the fourth time. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, I yeah. also have to wonder, though, like, how often were you leaving your house for us on a weeknight? <laughs> Was this really like a huge dent in your schedule? Well, but you'd see like I don't know. You'd look outside and you'd be scared. Like was that not a usual occurrence? Sorry, was that not a usual occurrence for you? No, 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 it wasn't. I see what you're talking about. It's it's pumpkin pie season. You were worried your Mm. mother would be making a pumpkin pie. She would put it on the windowsill, probably in your room that has the best air ventilation, and then a rogue egg would fly through the window and and hit you strike you no (laughs) no okay 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 you know how i know you're from missouri how egg i oh yeah thank you egg love it um yeah so so uh, it's a hit a new uh, america loves mischief night they've made it their own (laughs) 10 out of 10 but when I was growing up, I always thought of it as Devil's Night, and I didn't know why. I always thought that was the default name. You guys, mm-hmm. again, have no recollection of any of this, so sure. you don't have something to latch onto. But I feel like my age growing up, you know, I was 10 in the 90s or so, and that was like a very formative time. So I knew it as Devil's Night. And why is that? Um, so in the 1970s and 80s, Mischief Night, a night of throwing eggs and general hilarity, escalated. You were mocking me earlier about saying I didn't know where things could go. Things went, Chris Plant. They oh. went hard. Do you tell. Uh, so in Detroit in the 1970s and 80s, um, this evening became a major issue for arson. Uh, one weekend in 1984, there were 1, 000, over 1,000 fires set in Detroit. Um, and it was like a major, major issue. The city was like legit burning. Wow. Ah. So while this was happening, the media swooped in and was like, 
we're gonna rename this Devil's Night. Oh, and this was like during Satan Panic, right? Yeah, I guess 70s, so. 80s? I never yeah, thought like, about that. That's but the yeah. D and D period where people are like really, really terrified about like satanic rituals right. and paganism. And I would also say like if there was a night that <clears throat> devils would enjoy, it would be the night with the most amount of fires. <laughs> Right. Mm, mm, ah. Well, mm, maybe not necessarily because the greatest trick that ever ever pulled was pulling no. rabbit out of its hat. You couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> that was one of his best tricks. I got to admit. <laughs> uh, so they called it Devil's Night, and that that kind of stuck, and that's how I remembered it. And and uh, of course, I was spooked out because I kept remembering all these uh, on TV. I'd see these fires in Detroit and be like, "That could happen to me. Who knows?" <laughs> I also saw that movie Judgment Night with Emilio Estevez, and that scared me. Um, you were very afraid of the nighttime. I, and also just fundamentally just didn't understand, like, the culture of that period or the country or individual cities. Like, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't know how far Detroit was. It could have been 10, ten minutes away by car. <laughs> um, I, you know, I generally want to uh, celebrate the, uh, the lighter, the happier the side of things sure so i want to talk about angels night for a second do you guys have any guesses what angels night is <laughs> yes i know exactly what it is allegra do you know uh no i don't and i will want- openly admit that you want to um, take a stab i will take a stab so i'm no, gonna guess you shouldn't do that it's not appropriate for angels night <laughs> <laughs> that's a hint uh, i'm gonna guess that it was november 1st after mm. halloween where all the uh, kids go to all of the houses they egged, all the other kids they beat up, all the stores that they looted, and apologize. I believe Angel's Night is a second rebranding of the same night. But I, I, what I'm positive of is it is eventually, like, effectively parents and narcs who are like, oh, we should dedicate a night to doing good. And that will get these kids away from doing bad. Okay, yeah, that's pretty close, actually. Um, the, in Detroit, obviously, by 1994, things had gotten really bad and, like, wasn't going away. The fires kept being a real major issue. So the Detroit mayor at the time introduced Angels Night, where volunteers would patrol the streets over Halloween weekend and basically protect the city from potential fires. Tens of thousands of people would participate, and it's actually been hugely effective. Uh, the fires in 2015 were just over 50 for that weekend, compared to the thou- over 1,000 that happened in 1984. So, wow. An, I, just as a point of reference for, for data nerds out there, 32 fires is about average for a Detroit, <laughs> Detroit weekend. So 50 is a little more than average, but not too bad. You got it. You had the 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 number for what the normal the the well because otherwise what does that even mean? We're, for sure, you know. no, I, I I agree. I appreciate you setting a baseline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the other reason I'm surprised that you guys don't know about Devil's Night uh-huh. or Mischief Night is because of the movie The Crow. You know what? I only played the video game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there was a video game. Our former boss, uh, Chris Radke, appears mm. in that video game. What? In it? Yeah. Yeah, he was a QA on it. Very deep oh. cut for I literally five people. I thought you had a character. Jeez. 
And Oliver I mean, doesn't even know who that is. I don't. <laughs> there, there are like two characters in this entire game. You know, it's like, but like you, you the guys crow. never saw the movie The Crow. Yeah, well, I know it. Like tragic death. Brandon Lee's final movie. Oh yeah. yeah. But you've never Sad. seen it. Okay. Well, well no, the crow... I, I did watch Sting pro wrestle. Yeah. So he looks like The Crow. So that's fitting. Yeah. The Crow uh, is a movie. <laughs> yeah, basically about this kid who dies and comes back to life, but the death happens on devil's night specifically oh yeah you know so troublemakers really got kind of overwhelmed and kind of carried away with the event um and ended up being yeah how realistic was that what what how realistic was that that a child would come back from life to be a yeah all, all of that no the part where like kids got carried away like was fire were setting fires was that like the peak like bad that doubles yes. night got okay that's that's as bad as things got was like ha- burning half of detroit to the ground is, <laughs> is about the peak um yeah but thankfully like things these days by and large are like relatively tame in comparison to where things were at this point, I feel like if you're going to set fires, maybe just like build a fire in a hearth and warm yourself. Mm, sure. Don't burn a building down. <laughs> a hearth. A hearth. Uh, or a hearth. Exactly. Um, I'm disappointed that you guys don't have any experiences growing up with that. And I guess that means you just lived in very safe, thoughtful neighborhoods or wasn't neurotic. No, every night was devil's night. <gasps> really? Twist. In Missouri? <laughs> no, my father was a fireman. I'm not going to start oh, fires. Yeah. Oh, what? That's so the, cool. The safest place you could possibly be. Home. <laughs> at home with a fireman in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, so thankfully Detroit is A-OK now. Everything's fixed. Okay, I have another question. Okay. Okay, so you were saying before, like, this happens sort of all over Halloween weekend, but also just regardless, it happens, like, right before Halloween. So how did this affect Halloween in Detroit? Because I'm sure the next day everyone's like, dang, you burned my house down. You burned all our candy. Well, but who's you? You mean the kids that are trick-or-treating? I would say chances are it's not the 9 and 10-year-olds that are going around burning houses down. (laughs) It's probably the older kids so I don't know that a lot of people blamed the little ghost boy that no, showed up at the door asking for a Kit Kat <laughs> no. that they burned the house down. No, I'm not saying the parents are like, oh, you were the one who burned our neighbor's house. You can't come get candy. I mean, like, would people still be like, oh, OK, we'll still give the kids stuff tomorrow, even though they all like throw balls through our windows or whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't really have a record of it, but I'm pretty sure that Halloween as a concept didn't die out in detroit fully <laughs> although i'm sure there are a lot of people that were not super jazzed about it mm-hmm. um but good question it's uh, it does make me wonder um there was a name that i did not mention uh for another nickname obviously there are many many of them but there was another nickname i didn't mention and it's goosey night goosey mm-hmm. goosey night uh a nj.com article says that there are specific parts of Passaic, New Jersey, mm-hmm. that call the night Goosey Night, but nobody knows why. <laughs> mm. There is no telling why it's called Goosey Night. Uh, one um, police chief from that area said, oh, yeah, we call it Goosey Night, <laughs> but no one knows why. I, I kind of wonder. It could be anything. I mean, my immediate thought was Gary Busey, and then people just call him Goosey over there. Is that what people call Gary Busey? Maybe. 
the one the night goose of the year, goose. he's allowed to just wander through the streets of New Jersey. Is there any more dangerous evening than the Busey night? <laughs> Uh, and that's pretty much a recap of, of everything that's going on with Devil's Night. Mischief Night, Miggy Night, I hesitate to say, um, and all the other ones. Wow. Th- yeah. I feel like I learned a lot this time. Did you? I did. I didn't know most We of started literally from scratch, so that was a big improvement. What? Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that is how learning works. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time ever on our learning show, you learn something. And I you feel know, like a lot of people listening probably haven't heard of this either. So now they know, uh, watch out. Actually, this episode is going to go up just before Devil's Night. So watch out. Especially if you're in Detroit, watch out. <laughs> but everywhere else, yeah, good, be careful. Put some like, uh, scotch guard on your house. Make sure it doesn't stain. Um, that's probably the best way to keep eggs off. The good thing is next week we'll be talking about the history of trick-or-treating much specifically trick-or-treating no but what's i think we will find some interesting not overlap but kind of connections um and maybe maybe a few hints at what led to devil's night spread in both Ooh. america and the uk interesting yeah um you know what time it is though what time is it Reader only memories. Reader only memories. Yay. We have some very nice submissions from people. As always, uh, you should follow all of us on Twitter if you want to submit your stories about the topic at hand. Um, Today's topic is obviously about mischief slash devil's night. We have a few people admitting to things which I did not expect that they would do, but here we are. So Tyvon P on Twitter says... We did the har- harmless suburban stuff. Zip tying basketball nets closed. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I guess someone would be pretty surprised when their basketball doesn't come down. <laughs> uh, stacking lawn furniture in the soccer goal. That just seems like a nice thing to do. So it doesn't <laughs> wait, blow wait, away. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> stacking lawn furniture in the soccer goal. Yeah. That sentence <laughs> doesn't make sense. That assumes... Why? Why is lawn furniture in, quote, the soccer goal? Which, what is the soccer goal? Like a net, a soccer net. But did they lug, like, lawn furniture from their houses to the soccer field? Well, probably not not from their houses. And it's also the. It's not like, oh, it's like, oh, we tied up a a basketball hoop. It's like, you know, the town soccer goal. (laughs) We we took all of the lawn furniture. Not every town can have two soccer goals, Chris Plant. (laughs) We're not all so blessed. I just want to know everything about what this means. Well, uh, apparently a neighbor showed up at uh, uh, Tyvon P's friend's house to rat them out. And uh, my friend's mom ripped him a new one, accusing Ooh. us without evidence and being a spoil sport. Wow. She was badass, is, was what Tyvon <laughs> P said. Oh, interesting. Um, I do great. appreciate that, like, he, he kind of took issue, uh, or they kind of took issue with the, the idea that uh, there was no evidence. And I yet, know. clearly, it happened. <laughs> you don't even <laughs> have evidence. Because they're now bragging about it on Twitter. <laughs> that story has a lot of ups and downs. It does. It does. Uh, we have another story. Um... From Mythical Mothman, uh, where I grew up, Des Moines, Iowa, it's called Beggar's Night, another name that I did not know and did not come across during my research. Kids had to earn their candy by telling a joke. 
Didn't find out about it till I was adult, an adult, and no other place works like that. And uh, it's still the only way that makes sense to me. I think I agree with that. What? That is a trick. You get double candy that way. Yeah. So and it also gives kids. So I think this is the big thing: is like giving kids something to do that's not troublemaking. And here you have harmless, probably terrible joke telling to keep them occupied. And they mm. get double candy. So it's like, basically, you have to beg two nights in a row for candy. Well, the second night, you just have to say trick or treat. That I wouldn't call that begging. <laughs> That's sort of asking. It seems like yeah. a low bar of entry. <laughs> uh, Allegra, what joke would you tell to get candy? Um, well, I was very, very anxious and shy. So if that was required, I would just be like, no, I, it's fine. I don't need free candy today. <laughs> I'll just Did you like home. candy or were you more of a veggie child? I mean, it probably won't surprise any of you that I didn't like candy. <laughs> 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 I really liked apples, <sighs> which is why the razor blade in the apple story touches me. But I guess we'll talk about that one later. You guys never did any like civic troublemaking anything like you never did the equivalent of like sawing the head off the Simpsons statue. No. Nope. Oh my I was god. Good. The Pure... only times I got in trouble was uh, skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> you were too many ollies was the problem. No, I I I spent too much time trying to wax uh the cement stoop at our grocery store thinking that it would ever be possible for me to grind it. <laughs> if I just oh, so you were literally it, sitting on the ground waxing it. it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you weren't even on the skateboard. <laughs> That's like almost a nice thing to do. I, no, it, it's not because it stains the cement. Oh, yeah, because of the acid and the wax. Sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the History of Fun. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been gone. We are very, very happy to be back. We're going to be with you through the whole season as we walk through all the exciting holiday traditions that we love. Um, Chris Plant already teased next week's episode, which is going to be about trick-or-treating, but we've got plenty more on the way. Um, thank you so much. As always, please be sure to um, follow us all on Twitter so you can participate in the reader-only memories section. I'm at Russ Frustick, Allegra's at Legs Frank, and Plant is at Plant. There's an E on the end of that. Don't be surprised when you see that E. That's just how he spells his name. Uh, also, um, it's probably been a little while, but I'm sure there are some people listening that haven't reviewed the show. Uh, if you haven't, hop into that Apple Podcasts app and give it an old rating, if you wouldn't mind. And share the joke that you would tell on oh, yeah. sp- Spooky Night. Very good. Yeah, when you leave Beggar's a review. Beggar's Night. Beggar's Night. Spooky when you night. leave a review, what joke would you tell to ensure that not only did you get candy, not only did you get your favorite kind of candy, you got... A full bar of candy, the epitome of hitting gold on Halloween. Wow. What joke would you tell? So leave that in the review when you leave it. And uh, for everything else, thank you so much for listening to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories of the things you love to do. See you next week. Bye.